You're listening to the This Is How We See It podcast with your host, Eric Lee. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. Now, here's Eric. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Welcome to it. My name is Eric Lee, and I thank you for spending just a little bit of your day with me. So let's get right to it. Um, I did this show. Uh, wow, it's, it's, it's been a long time. It's been several years since I did this topic on the show and I thought it was um, necessary because kids are now going back to school. In fact, I think that here in North Carolina, I think the kids went back to school Monday. I think it was at least the, at least the kindergartners went back to school Monday. And this show was about um, how to identify that your child may be having a problem at school, what to expect, and what you can do. Now, I've been very vocal about the fact that I don't have any children, um, but I have a lot of nieces and nephews and a lot of uh, cousins. And so I have actually, and, and really, you know, for, for those of you who have been listening, um, I practically raised my nephew. And when I started, um, when he came to live with me, he was probably about four, maybe five years old when he came to live with me. And so taking him to school, picking him up, helping with homework, uh, I am no stranger to that. So I have actually been through this with him. So ups and downs at school are part of life for many young people. A good relationship with your child's school and teachers can help you head off problems. If school problems do come up, it's important that you quickly recognize and address them. And I, let, me, let, me, let me pause to say this too. Um, this show really is about how important it is for parents to, um, to get involved in their kids' school, to make their presence known um, in their kids' schools because sometimes, and I will tell you a story that happened to me personally. I'll, I'll tell you that later on in the show. But sometimes, and I'm not saying all the time, but if a school, if, if, uh, if a teacher um, doesn't see a child's parent at conferences and, you know, um, school activities, sometimes they will push that child aside. And so that's why it's very important that parents, um, I, I, it's a lot of P's, important for parents. A anyway, it's important for parents to um, make their presence known in their, in their children's schools. 
So school problems can show up as poor academic performance, lack of motivation for school, loss of interest in schoolwork, or poor relationships with peers or teachers. School difficulties range from minor to severe, might be very short-lived, or it might last longer. Even short-term school problems can have a negative impact on how young people feel about school and about themselves. So here are some of the common signs of uh, that your child may have a problem at school. Uh, a drop in grades or one or more subjects. Lack of engagement or connection or involvement with school. For example, your child might not be interested in extracurricular activities or they may have very few friends at school. Embarrassment or discomfort when talking about school. Refusal to talk to you about school or rarely talking about school with family or friends. You know how sometimes, you know, when, you know, you see your uncles and your, your aunts and, you know, somebody might say, well, how is school? And they shy away from it. They don't want to talk about school. Uh, resistance to doing homework or rarely talking about homework. Low confidence or lack of self-esteem. Your child might say he is dumb or stupid or not as clever as his friends. Detentions at lunchtime or the end of the school day. Excuses not to go to school or skipping school without your knowledge. Well, I don't know if that symbolizes a problem because I used to do that. I mean, what child really likes school? But anyway, boredom with schoolwork or not feeling challenged enough your child might say he's not learning anything new. Attention or behavior problems. Experiences of being bullied or your child bullying others. Sometimes school problems will be easy to spot and your child will willingly talk to you about them. But some children hide problems from their parents, teachers, and peers. They might copy homework, pretend to be sick during important tests, or not bring report cards home. This can make it very difficult for you to pick up on a problem. Sometimes even teachers might not spot the clues, especially if your child is absent a lot. I will say this because, again, I have experienced this before. Sometimes when your child has a, has a difficulty learning something or if they're not understanding something um, and they're too scared to raise their hand, you know, for, for fear of the teacher or for fear of classmates thinking that they're stupid or dumb, a lot of times they'll just suffer in silence. And a lot of times that kind of stuff will reflect in the grades. Why it's important to pick up school problems early. 
if existing problems aren't picked up and addressed early, they can have significant long-term consequences. To start with, school problems might contribute to poor self-esteem. And again, your child thinking they're dumb. Your child thinking that, you know, they can't learn. In the longer term, they can significantly affect your child's well-being. So if your child continues to think that they are less than, then of course, and if this continues for long periods of time, it will affect your child's well-being. School problems can also lead to an increased risk of dropping out. They might make children more likely to avoid school and less likely to want to go to school. Now, again, just because your child doesn't want to go to school doesn't mean that they have a problem in school. And again, what child is yay school? I mean, really. Poor academic performance is connected with negative long-term consequences, such as an increased risk of absenteeism, learning, leaving school early, and being less likely to undertake further education or training. Another consequence of problems at school is that children can get tagged with unhelpful labels such as uninterested, easily distracted, or doesn't try hard enough. These are like, you know, report cards that... Uh, teachers send home, you know, to the parents. Worst of all, young people often own those labels and begin to believe that they are troublemakers or misfits. All these labels suggest a child is somehow to blame. But school problems are often a sign that systems and support networks around a child are not adequate. That's why sometimes a lot of teachers, you know, when they have parent-teacher conferences, they'll ask a question like, you know, uh, you know, uh, is your child having issues at home? You know, are they going through, you know, are you and your, your, your spouse going through a divorce? Now, you know, some parents might, you know, say none of, none of your business to those things, but, you know, what's happening in their home or in their private life could be affecting school. Finally, children who have problems at school can experience a reduced sense of belonging. Young people's success at school depends on their well-being, how they think, feel, and act both in and out of school. Studies have found that fitting in at school and feeling like they belong improve young people's well-being. So now let's talk about causes of school problems. Some of the more common causes of school problems are underlining learning difficulties or learning disabilities, such as dyslexia or behavioral or emotional issues. 
but there are many other reasons why a young person might not be achieving academically. And we've seen this dyslexia. A lot of people have that, and it first shows up in school. And so if they see words different and they, and they, and they, you know, like if they're reading and they have this disorder, it's not a disease, but you know, this disorder and they read funny, they might think they can't read, but in fact, they may be dyslexic. Personal factors might include chronic illness, hmm. intellectual or cognitive disability, behavioral or developmental difficulties or disorders, mental health issues such as depression or anxiety. And that's, that's important because a lot of people don't think that children can be depressed, that children can be anxious, and it's just not true. Experiences of trauma, difficulties with self-esteem, communication skills, or social skills. Difficulties with listening, concentrating, or sitting still. School factors might include these things, being bullied, and that is a big one that's happening in the schools now. Kids are being bullied. And let me tell you one story. My nephew, he wasn't being bullied, but there was another little boy in the class that just kept annoying him. He went to the teacher because that's what he was taught to do. She pushed him aside. The little boy kept meddling and, and annoying him. He went to the teacher again. The teacher pushed him aside. Oh, go back to your seat styles. Oh, go back, you know. When the boy did it again, Styles took his fists and hit him in the face. And when that happened, of course, now the teacher wants to be involved. Now she wants to be concerned. You weren't concerned those other two times when Styles was trying to tell you that this boy is messing with me and I am tired of it. So let's get back to the list. Disliking or not feeling connected to the school culture or environment. Disliking school subjects. Not liking the choice of subjects or not feeling challenged by the work. Poor school or academic support, especially in relation to heavy workloads not getting along with teachers or other students at school, skipping school because of any of the reasons listed above. And again, just because your child skips school doesn't mean that they're having school problems, but you understand. Competing demands on time, such as extracurricular activities. And I'm going to pause here and tell you about this story. And this is one of the reasons why 
it's so important for parents to be involved in their kids' school, going to uh, parent-teacher conferences and letting them know, hey, I'm here and I'm concerned. When I was in the second grade, I remember this like it was yesterday. Um, my teacher sent a letter to my grandmother. Now, uh, for those of you who have been listening to the show, you know that my mother passed away when I was very young. And so I was five years old. My brother was a newborn. And so we went to live with our grandmother. Okay. And so she raised us. And so this letter went home to my grandmother, basically saying, um, we're holding Eric back because he can't read. Now, I was quite shocked when my grandmother told me about what my second grade teacher uh, was proposing. And so my grandmother said, oh, no. She has lost her mind. So she put on her good Sunday dress. <laughs> And she marched down to that school to have a talk with my second grade teacher. And I was sitting right there. And I remember my second grade teacher looking at my grandmother and said, he can't read. And my grandmother said, are you insane? This boy reads better than I do. What do you mean? What are you talking about? He can't read. And then she, she, she started crying. I'll never forget it. The teacher started crying. My grandmother said, give me that book. She put that book in my lap and she looked at me and she said, read. I read that book like it was nothing with ease. When I finished reading that, I didn't read the whole book, but I read some of it. My grandmother looked at her and said, what are you talking about that he can't read? And to be honest with you, I don't even remember my teacher even asking me to read uh, in, in school. I think I can remember one time, um, but. I was just so stunned that she would say that I couldn't read. And if my grandmother had not been involved, what if she'd have said, oh, well, your teacher says you can't read and she's going to hold you back. Oh, well, what if she would have said that? That would have been an injustice to me. But she was involved and parents have to be involved with their children's school. And so when I talk about, you know, that's what I mean about, you know, when I talk about, um, you know, I've experienced that. And I will tell you this. And listen, you guys know everything is not about race to me, but it happens a lot to minority students. So how do we get help with school problems? Depending on the problems your child is experiencing, it might be a good idea to talk to your child's teacher. It, 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 there is no might. It is a good idea to talk to your child's teacher. The principal, 
or assistant principal, the school welfare coordinator, or other specialists, teaching staff, or classroom learning support assistants. I don't know who all these people are. We don't have all them people in school. You could also talk to your, your, your doctor, your child's doctor, who might refer you to other health professionals, such as psychologists, speech therapists, or occupational therapists. Some people with attention problems, high levels of anxiety, or impulsive or aggressive behavior are at greater risk of difficulties at school. This is because they might find it harder to adapt to the demands of the classroom setting or they might find it difficult to concentrate during task and teacher instructions. And this is why it's so important to not just let it slide because there could be an underlining problem there. There's also a strong link between physical health and academic performance. Some children who have special needs resulting from chronic illnesses, intellectual disability, or behavioral or developmental difficulties might be more at risk of developing academic problems or difficulties with relationships at school. And look, I mean, that's, that's clear. I mean, that's a given, really. A child who misses a lot of school because of a temporary or chronic condition might find it difficult to catch up. Academic performance might be influenced by reduced self-esteem or changes in peer relationships that are linked to a child's special needs. Although not every child with special needs will have academic problems, establishing a strong relationship with your child's school early and regularly monitoring your child's progress throughout schooling can help you pick up on early signs of problems. If problems do come up, you can get help from school staff as well as other health professionals. It's also important to be aware of your child's rights in relation to their education. And again, all of this takes being involved. You may not go to every parent-teacher conference. You may not go to, you might not be able to go to everything. But it's important to establish a presence in your child's school. Letting school officials, letting teachers know you're just not going to treat my child any kind of way and you don't think you're going to see me. I have, I have two cousins, I, well actually three cousins, that are bullish about their children at school. They are at school for everything. And they have this in mind. You're going to see my face. You're not just going to treat my child any kind of way. 
I'm going to show up and I am going to be involved. So we wish all the kids a happy school year. And we will see you next time. Bye for now. They got an education and they all finished school. Now underneath this hill, I could see the truth back. When he dropped out of school, he never, never went back. They got to, got to listen now, now. Without an education. <laughs>